It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond engagement rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Houston Rockets tonight in the Smoothie King Center. We'll preview that game for you in the third segment, but we're going to spend the the first part of the show talking about Zion in particular point Zion because we are seeing what almost is like a Pokemon evolution of Zion of of sorts over these past six games or so we're going to dive into some of the numbers I'm going to break down some of the play that you're seeing out there as well because this is really exciting stuff from him and the reason the Pelicans are four and two over their past six I think is a big part of the or this is a big part as to why so I want to really break it down for you point Zion let's go in today's edition of locked on Pelicans So from watching the Pelicans over the past two weeks or so, really the past six games when things started to change, you've noticed a difference. One, the team just like looks better, especially offensively, right? Things look a little bit more fluid in the half court and how, and and like everything is kind of buoyed up by this. The three point shooting is better. There's better looks. Guys are scoring more points, all good stuff. But there's one change that really, really jumps out at you as you've been watching this team a lot and something that I've seen. And now it's kind of getting the proper due and is being talked about everywhere as it should be. And that's point Zion, which is the best way to kind of describe it. You're seeing Zion bring the ball up the court. So after an opponent makes or after the Pelicans get a stop, ideally, and get a defensive rebound, instead of a point guard bringing it up, Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, um, you're seeing the ball go to Zion and let him bring the ball up the court as the Pelicans get into their offensive set. This is a really good Wrinkle and it's paying big dividends, and we're going to kind of go into how this is working, what's going on with it, and then uh, in particular, why is this so great? 
I think. We'll do this over two segments before previewing tonight's game. Um, the Ringer and Kevin O'Connor just did a really good article on this as well, or in the in the power rankings that he did. So go check it out. But it's been very noticeable, and it's making a big difference. So Zion seems to be unleashed. When you're looking for him to kind of grow his offensive game, it's probably going to be the passing. We're seeing him average close to 24, 25 points per game over these past number of games, and he's gotten close to 30 or above 30 a couple of times, and he's doing it on remarkable efficiency. Remember, 29 points on 14 shots. That's an insane kind of conversion percentage right there, over two points per shot attempt. That's really, really good when you think about it. But... Where can he go from there, right, other than just scoring more points? But I think one of the things that makes him so lethal is he can have that impact by taking so few shots. So how does he grow his offensive game? Well, it comes with passing. It comes with assists. It comes with creating for others. And that's really what he's done over the past six games in particular. Over the past six games, Zion is averaging 4.8 assists per game. Prior to that, on the season, he was he's averaging 2.7. Prior to that 4.6 number, he's averaging 1.8. So that is a significant jump in terms of the assists he's averaging per game. Three more assists. And he's also getting guys much better looks. So on the season, he's creating 7.5 points off of his assists. Over these past six games, he's creating 13.2 points off of these assists. It's basically a 50% jump, right? Just on three more assists. Basically eight points more on three assists. These are leading to really quality looks if you're getting those three-pointers mixed in like that. And what's interesting to me about some of this stuff is that Zion's not doing it with just volume. And that's something I always kind of caution. Sometimes numbers look really good because people are just doing them so often that it's going to bring those numbers up, right? Like you make 100 passes per game, you're probably going to get a bunch of assists. If you make 200 passes per game, right, you should probably get more assists. It doesn't mean you're actually becoming a more efficient player. You're just doing it in terms of volume and the percentage and all of that is staying the same. Zion's actually putting these assist numbers up with fewer passes made per game. Not by much. He's averaging over these past six games, 28 passes. He was averaging 30 before that. It's basically the numbers right there I'm rounding. But he's doing it with basically the same kind of assist and passing volume. It's the way they are using him now. So before, when he was just kind of Zion and he would get the ball and guys would collapse in on him, he'd kick it out to an open three-point shooter or a cutter or something like that, and that would be it. Now as initiating the offense, he doesn't need to make as many passes and becomes the focal point of the defense right off of the bat. And I really like the way things are going. And in particular, in his article, Kevin uh, O'Connor talks about how they're using him in the pick and roll. And this is very noticeable in terms of the numbers and just watching the game. Zion, with the ball in his hands, gets a pick set for him. Maybe it's Brandon Ingram. Or, as they've often done now, it's J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick comes, sets a screen, and then flares, pick and pops out to the three-point line. And defense are having to make a choice then. Do you focus on Zion Williamson, who's going to then maybe drive down low if you go cover J.J. Redick on the three-point line? Or are you going to try and take that away? And we've seen with the efficiency and the scoring, 70-plus percent in terms of his shooting, teams are going to try and take that away. That's doubling up three-point percentages, and basically it's better than a three-pointer at that point if you are shooting the percent that Zion does. 
So teams are going to take away the Zion drive. And all he's got to do is just toss an easy outlet pass to the three-point shooter. And at that point, they are wide freaking open to drain a three. Now, J.J. Redick had gone through a horrible stretch this year, but now he's shooting significantly better. Partially, he's getting a little bit more quality looks. Part of it's just him getting better, and he wasn't going to shoot that bad the whole time, the whole season. And it's just leading to the Pelicans offense being significantly better. But let's dive into this a little bit more in the next segment here, too. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by betonline.ag. If you want to get in on the action, there's only one place that has you covered and one place I trust, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They also have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got you covered for all all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So we're covering everything you need to know about the Pelicans, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So we're talking about the evolution of Zion's game, the point Zion, him bringing the ball up the court. And look, it, it really works for this Pelicans team, and you're seeing it pay dividends over these past six games. The team's 4-2 and two during that stretch. Part of it is because guys like Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball, as well as Lonzo Ball is playing, aren't really that like traditional Steve Nash-esque kind of point guard. They're not great at necessarily creating Others, they're good passers. Yes, they have moments where they can be good spot-up shooters. They have moments when they can be aggressive, but not that kind of complete point guard that you really want. So the team's offense struggled when they're kind of forced into that role. But now with Zion doing some of it, and look, they'll still take turns doing some of this as well, bringing the ball up the court. You've seen Brandon Ingram do it, and now you're seeing Zion thrown into the mix with it and kind of just all being the, the, the guy that handles this for a little bit. But Zion, by adding this in, frees those two other guys up to be more off-ball and spot-up shooters, which we're seeing really work. Both of them, over the past six games, are shooting above uh, 50% from three. Because those looks have been real high quality and real good shots in rhythm, and they're all kind of on the same page, and Zion, with the passing being as good as it's been, is getting them the ball on their body where they like to get it, whether that's in the shooting pocket or elsewhere. 
So he's creating quality looks for others and it's skyrocketing his efficiency. There's still a lot of mouths to feed on this team. You still got to get B.I. his. You still got to get other guys their shots too. But now Zion, without being, without taking more shots, is impacting the offense in very positive ways. His assist-to-pass ratio has skyrocketed off of the different ways they're using him. And I think this is one of the more intriguing things about this. On the season, it's 9%. So basically, for every pass he makes, he gets an assist 9% of the time. Right now, over these past six games, it's 17.5%. Again, this is not him just throwing more passes and eventually you're going to get more assists off of it. It's him making the right pass. And I think that's kind of been the biggest thing to me. He's looking for guys and not just passing the ball because he's got to get it out of his hands. He's looking to create an assist and impact the offense and create room and space for others by the way he has the ball in his hands. There's also a real big flip side to this, too, that I think is really important. And one of the reasons why you're seeing the Pelicans succeed in the fourth quarter, I went on T-Bob's radio show up in Baton Rouge on ESPN 104.5 and 100.3 down here off the bench um, to talk with him about this yesterday morning. You've seen the Pelicans play well in the fourth quarter against the Indiana Pacers, against the Memphis Grizzlies in back-to-back games. This was not what we're used to seeing out of the team, right? Well... Part of that is because you're not forgetting about Zion anymore. How many times in the fourth quarter this year alone has the team gone two, three, four, five minutes or a number of possessions in a row without getting Zion a touch? That's no way to run your offense in the fourth quarter. You let him be the point guard. You let him be the point forward. You let him bring the ball up the court. You don't need to worry about that. Teams can't deny the ball out of his hands because he's already bringing it up. And if they do force the ball out of his hands, at this point, he's learned how to kind of create for others and is capable of making the right pass, the right read and getting the ball where it needs to go. So when you look at it like that, there's kind of two things going on here. One, it's just better, more efficient offense. But two, you're not forgetting about your best player. Your offense becomes a little bit more potent, a little bit more lethal. And it's a big reason why the Pelicans were able to turn the game around against the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday and score towards the end. You didn't have that stretch where they didn't score, they didn't play well. Same thing with the Indiana Pacers. They got just enough offense. Now, there's still a number of things to grow in this regard. Zion's not perfect. One, he can always become a better passer, but he's actually not quite a threat to score out of the pick and roll as the ball handler right now. They're using him more in these situations, but teams may eventually figure out that he's more looking to pass and that if you do take away the drive, he's not going to be able to score. And so part of it might be that teams are just trying to deny it so he's not getting a ton of opportunities in this. And when he does try and score out of the pick and roll as the ball handler, there's so many bodies and so many people around him, it's going to make him inefficient as a scorer. But if teams can kind of figure out how to defend this, it does neutralize it to some degree because he's not great at scoring in the pick and roll. In 26 possessions as the pick and roll ball handler, he's shooting 33%. Again, I think part of that is because they're defending him much more heavily on that. But if they find a way to rotate some help over to cover that three-point shooter, the, the guard that's doing a pick and pop, I wonder if this starts to break down just a little bit. 
But also, there's no reason to necessarily think that they will be able to or that Zion wouldn't then find the other person that's going to be open. It just kind of eliminates to some degree the two-man game that he's formed with some of these other players, particularly J.J. Redick. But there is some things that could be concerning going forward, but that's if defenses are able to really figure this out and if it's something they're actually capable of doing, too. That's the other thing, right? So he's not great at scoring with the ball in his hand like that, and then the, the guard sets a screen flares out to the three-point line and then he drives because he's just running into too many bodies but that just means he needs to look for that corner shooter in the opposite corner when he drives realizes the rim's taken away and that someone rotated over and when he starts to do that and that's probably the next evolution of this to be perfectly honest with you that's when he becomes even scarier in that kind of situation and that's where it's like he reaches his final form not not quite that's an exaggeration but that's kind of what he's going towards right you're looking at a guy that's kind of doing it everywhere if he ever develops a three-point shot like look out league you know he shoots okay from three he makes some threes but he's not like a volume shooter that's going to scare you when he pulls up right you want him to shoot that versus anything else but he's getting to the point where if he does get a jumper let's call it yet like there's no way you can defend it he's starting to show that he has all of the tools there and all those people were like oh i don't know he's kind of disappointing maybe he's not as good anymore um yeah looking a little foolish with all of that this is a guy who still hasn't played a full season in the NBA, and look at the strides he's already made. Now, six games, small sample size, but there's no reason to think he can't do this more going forward, and he seems to be responding well to the different things that Stan Van Gundy is asking him to do. And I think when you put that all together, it should make you really excited about the remainder of the season, what Zion's capable of doing. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and are always reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest possible prices rather than changing prices based on what the market's going to bear, kind of like what airlines do. So rockauto.com is for everyone, no membership required or account login. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. I use them regularly because I order a lot of car parts. I like doing the car maintenance myself and working on things. You save so much money by going to rockauto.com versus any other online store or going into one of those big chain stores. I don't know what it is or why they're capable of doing this, but the prices are cheaper. I just ordered an air conditioning condenser for a car. I saw it on one of the chain stores, 350 bucks. It was $89 at rockauto.com. That's an actual example, the same freaking part. I do not know why it was so much cheaper. I just know that I'm thrilled it was cheaper and I took advantage of it. They've got everything you need, whether it's engine control modules, brake parts, lights, tail lamps. They even have motor oil or carpet if you want to kind of refresh everything because it's a little bit dingy. Whether it's your classic or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is unique and easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. You can choose the brand, specifications, and yes, those lowest prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and... 
made Charles Barkley the first black president. Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. February's Black History Month in the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alaya of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They take on the Houston Rockets tonight in the Smoothie King Center. And the good news is the Rockets are going to miss some guys. These two teams played back on January 30th, which was a loss for New Orleans, 126-112, back during that kind of awful stretch for the Pelicans. Christian Wood, 27 points in that game. Victor Oladipo, 20 points for the Rockets. Well, neither of those two guys is playing in tonight's game. Eric Gordon, who had been out for the Rockets, is going to be in for them. But he just scored 14 in that off the bench. He may be in the starting lineup given some of the injuries. But overall, if Eric Gordon beats you, Eric Gordon beats you. Christian Wood, who gave New Orleans fits down low and from the three-point line, is out. And I think that's kind of the big thing in this game. Zion had a big stretch in that one. You saw Brandon Ingram be somewhat muted, but he's since figured some of that out and kind of gotten back to that scoring version of himself that we know. For the Pelicans, Josh Hart is questionable. I don't know. This is a winnable game all of a sudden for New Orleans. The Rockets have been good um, since that James Harden trade, but they've started to fall back down to earth over their past four, their two and two after they had run off a six game winning streak in the aftermath of that. And they're definitely beatable. Having being without Christian Wood has certainly hurt them. And that's not a situation that they want to be in. John Wall, as long as you kind of slow him down a little bit, I think you've got a good chance to try and win this game and limit Eric Gordon and what he's going to be capable of doing. That's going to kind of be the biggest thing, I think, for this this game. Limit the guard play. The big shouldn't beat you. Cousins, 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 right? Like he's going to do kind of what he does, but he's also not the same player that he was here in New Orleans, that same dominant force. If you limit John Wall, I think you can probably win this game. And with the defense that Lonzo Ball has been playing on the perimeter, I feel pretty good about that. So I'm optimistic about this game going into tonight, which probably is like the kiss of death because I've kind of been you know, on the wrong side of these. I had thought they had no chance against the Bucks too. And they won that game. So I'm feeling optimistic about this. This is a game they can definitely win to kind of keep this momentum going. They're on a three-game winning streak, carried over to four, seeing some of the best offense that they've played all year long. The defense has kind of at least stabilized from that road trip to some degree, I think. And if they can carry over any of that positive play, I'm going to feel good about what we're seeing from New Orleans. Hopefully, Point Zion makes a strong appearance in tonight's game. 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Today's episode also brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique, limited-edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.